Welcome to Three Guys, Three Questions, where three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. This week, we're sponsored by Entirely Wasted Muscle Car. Um, we'll talk about that later. I'm Aaron <laughs> Alan Goodwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Savage. Say hello, Andrew. Hello. How's it going? Pretty well, pretty well, pretty well. Uh, phaser set to stun. Hmm. I'm also phaser joined... set to stunning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm also joined by Cody Phaser Gazer and Alan, Alan Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard to look away. I know you're not supposed to, but I can't. <laughs> you just want to look directly <laughs> into the phaser. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're going to end up with a little bit of a Jordy situation. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to give me a lot of responsibilities on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> if you are new to the show, here's how it works. Each host asks a question, then each host gives their answer. Hilarity hopefully ensues, and we move to the next question. This episode is all about Star Trek. Andrew has today's first question, so take it away, Andrew. Or should I say, make it so, number one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) What Star Trek technology do you hope we never get? And I ask this because I feel like there's a lot of technology that we were watching Star Trek. We kind of decided which one to watch. And I noticed like, oh, they have like touch panel, like screens, like kind of like a phone and things like that. I'm like, oh. Anyway, so what Star Trek technology? The whole, the whole computer, the whole side of the ship is touchscreen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I've not I noticed a very uh this my answer kind of goes along with this, but I just noticed that there's like a lot of touchscreen surfaces for things, but like um a surprising lack of uh, hand sanitizer <laughs> stations, <laughs> which is really concerning uh, in space because you never know what you're gonna run into. What kind of weird microbes you can come upon? And uh, I feel like there should be a lot more hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, and particularly the grossest place would be what's called a hollow deck. Mm. Um, and I don't think we should ever get that technology <laughs> because I think we all know what would happen. You know, mm. we all know what would happen. Hey, for those at home who haven't watched our Trek, can you describe what a hollow deck is? Sure. Best I can tell, a holodeck is a room that you enter and it projects holograms that simulate real life objects and scenes and characters. And it has like a built in AI. So you basically can go in there and live out a fantasy. And somehow, in some inexplicable way, inexplicable way the floor moves with you so that yeah, you don't that hit walls. They try to address it by saying that the AI tricks you into walking in circles or something, but I don't know about that. It's a little bit hard to believe. It's like you went from the next generation and like, okay, we're going to do new Star Trek. It's okay. Okay. We need some, the ships need a little bit new. We need this update upgrade. Oh, and then a magical room where literally anything can happen. (laughs) Uh, Mm. That seems like a pretty giant leap. (laughs) Uh, I think they people who created the holodeck kind of knew like a wink and a nod, like what this is for. It's like it's for recreation for the crew on those long trips. Wink. Mm. <laughs> I just like feel really bad for whoever's the holodeck janitor. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? How many squeegees and mops? Oh. How many solvents? You know, how many antimicrobial wipes? Just, it's got to be filthy. Just filthy. Um, and I just think, like, we couldn't ever have something like that because if you can have anything... Uh, you can you can experience anything really then i think it would like almost like make real life meaningless do you know what i mean mm -hmm. i don't right. know it's like minecraft <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like minecraft <laughs> just slightly better graphics yeah yeah and you, you walk but like you see how many like there have been so many different games and things that are like like video games and virtual worlds, people just disappear into, you know? And they're and not even was, that disappearable, yeah. I feel like, you know? Yeah. And so if it was as immersive and advanced as the hollow deck, like would you you wouldn't leave. You wouldn't do anything else. The thing is, like, you know the word world that we're living in where like everything like gamers are taking over the world? Like, we all know that like the next evolution of mankind is that. It's the rise of the gamers and, and, and that they're just going to become our masters. And I feel like that's even worse in a holodeck world. <laughs> <laughs> like if that's the, that's the world if the gamers were in charge. So I don't know about that. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting, but and you it know, it just seems filthy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only so many times you can go skiing in your holodeck world until skiing. you start venturing into other things. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Cody, what about you? I'm really stuck. I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm thinking, and I'm stuck between two things. I'm going to have to say space fashion. Like, have <laughs> you ever seen... What is the deal? Why? Okay, have you, have you seen Star Trek? And have you seen like how everyone dresses? Mm -hmm. yes, yeah. What's that mm -hmm. about? Like in the future, <laughs> everyone wears the same thing, but then there's different colors. What do the colors mean? I watched the, my first episode of Star Trek this week, and some people have red, some people have yellow. I think there was blue, and it's all the same. And then there's randomly a lady with like a low cut purple sweater sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? I don't understand. It's like they all have a uniform. And then there's well, one lady's like, nah, I'm doing my own thing. It's a breathability concern. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a part of her magic powers. <laughs> uh, is she magic? Because I was very confused. Um, I was confused by a lot of things, but space fashion has always escaped to me. Like anytime there's any sci-fi anything, nine times out of ten, it's like space fashion in the future. Everyone wears the same thing and it looks really bad. And I don't know if they just think people are going to be less vain in 300 years, but I can guarantee that's not that's not how it's going to be. Like, that's not how it's going to go down. I think, well, I want to first come in and say um, that you're super wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can get the execution is poor. But mm -hmm. I think the idea behind what's happening in Star Trek uniforms um, is correct. And that is that everything is going to become a jumpsuit. 
And I think this is just what the, where the future is going to lead us because jumpsuits are amazing. They're unisex. They you can do anything in them. You know, all sorts of activities. Don't They're need a formal. belt. <laughs> you don't need a belt or suspenders. It's all built into the thing. Uh, I think it, I think they're pretty fantastic. It's now, not I will really a jumpsuit, though. It's it's a tight jumpsuit, and that's what they tried to well, make a fashion a jumpsuit. No, yeah. there's there's. No I watched Riker adjust his top. I watched. No, it, it was like a Did thing. I... I remember reading that the always rides up, and so when every time they stand up, they have to adjust themselves and pull it. Well, down. okay, so that's a that's a wardrobe problem that we need to fix. <laughs> and and you can tell that they I mean if you look at something like the new Star Trek Discovery those uniforms uh are much those jumpsuits are much those, better. those are jumpsuits like straight up I mean they look like the Air Force which makes sense it's just Space Force you know I I don't know I got <laughs> oh I yeah I just utterly failed to convince you <laughs> <laughs> I really want to hear more about Cody's I don't know. And opinions this, of this in show. In episode I watched, which for your reference is Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, The Best of Both Worlds, Season 3, the last episode and the first episode of Season 4. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg is there, and she's wearing like, like um, what would you even call that? I don't know. It's like an African uh, robe, traditional robe thing with the headdress. And what's she? What's her job on the ship? Is it like I thought it was just crew members on the ship? And then there's this lady who pops up, and she's Whoopi Goldberg, and she has like robes on. And what I, I thought they were all supposed to wear the same thing. Help me. She's Guinan, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that answers she's, all the questions. That's it. She's a, she's a bartender. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. No. That's all. She is in the show. They don't really show it in the episodes that you saw. She's just she's a, a several hundred years old alien. She? No, she's not. Okay, which of these is true? <laughs> They're all true. <laughs> They're all true. <laughs> she's a, like she's an alien she bartender. And she makes a big deal about how, like, yeah, me and Captain Kirk used to be real romantic holodeck. She didn't say holodeck, but, you know, that's what she was doing. She made a big <laughs> deal about how she and Kirk were more than friends, but less than family or something. I forget what she says. It's yeah, just confusing. She, she, Why does the chancellor lady or counselor? I think they called her counselor. Why is her purple thing low cut? It doesn't make any sense. And also, you didn't answer the question. What do the colors mean? <laughs> the colors. I posted this in the Discord. It's the, the yellow is and oh, the I gold, see. like the gold is engineering operations. The, yeah. Oh, engine. Oh, I see. Okay. Engineering. Green is comms, as in communists. <laughs> yes. Green is security. <laughs> Blue is services. Federation forces. What's red? That you're looking in the wrong era. So, oh, <laughs> you gotta <gosh>. go. <laughs> So the the yellow yeah the yellow is engineering the red is like command or security. Oh, this, this graphic is terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. So I the red is straight. like the red is security or like command, and the blue is medical. 
I believe, in the next generation anyway. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, what's the purple low-cut sweater dress? What's that code for? That's one where she can feel other people's emotions. (laughs) Isn't it? Red's Red's cadets. That's what they are. Oh, right. Yeah. Isn't doesn't Jean-Luc Picard have okay, a cadet's like a, a military graduate of the academy or something? I don't doesn't know. Jean-Luc I don't remember. Picard, is Jean Luc is Jean Luc a first name or a first name and a middle name? Jean Luc is his first name. I think it's his first name. Parter. All right. The real thing that's gonna throw you off <laughs> if you go back and watch the early episodes is that there are also men. In skirts, yes, in the skirt uniforms. So it's I'm equal not going to be watching any more episodes, let alone like <laughs> earlier episodes. <laughs> I think you will want to. <laughs> I'll send you the pics. I, I think they can have... get behind the men's skirts. I think I'm for that. Yeah, I'm for it. It's okay. a bold look. It's like oh, a what? It's like a boulder. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that is so. Like, I know you're like that is a flirty. That is a flirty flirty uniform for a man. It looks. It looks like a lacrosse uniform. You know what I mean? (laughs) It totally looks like he's about to go play field hockey. I'm just saying. I mean, it looks like he borrowed that from his sister. It really does. For for the future, it's very progressive. (laughs) That is one thing I did appreciate about Star Trek. I was like, look, there's like diverse peoples there's like women in leadership roles this is pretty good seemed yeah. inclusive and progressive especially for like the early 90s yeah exactly that was cool um, all right I'm, I'm i'm done complaining about clothes <laughs> now well now you've got me on on uh, fandom.com and i'm completely <laughs> distracted because there's some you you didn't even ask about the insignias <laughs> There's just a lot. When I was a kid, I used to spend so many hours. You didn't we didn't have wikis. So I used to have to find all I'd be like, who is Guinan? Who the crap is Guinan? And I'd have to like go to the bookstore and just sit in there <laughs> and read Star Trek books until I got some people coming in the present. Are you gonna buy anything? Did yeah, take it back. Jumpsuits, jumpsuits are not the future. This this space space <laughs> lacrosse outfit is the future. I mean, it looks comfy. It, off. it looks really comfortable. It's basically what I'm wearing right now, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently in a night shirt, as mm. I do. So nice. Yeah. Okay. So the answer to my question, um, I think the oh, technology right. that um, I hope we never get is teleporting. Now, hear me out. The idea of going long distances without travel or having to like wait in line sounds awesome, but I'm kind of a hermit. And the worst thing I hate is when people come to my house unannounced. Mm. So imagine when people just beam into the middle of my house. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be the worst. (laughs) I just, you can't ever say, sorry, I couldn't make it. Yeah. It's like, Oh, sorry. I'm late. I had They're forgotten. Like, excuse me. Warp drive exists and teleportation exists. You have no excuses. <laughs> Traffic was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awful. And and the thing about teleporting is you're literally murdering people. Right. Because in order to teleport something, you have to like kill it and recreate it. 
So, like, what's oh, the ethics that how they behind that, fam? Stuff in Star Trek. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, so but what, they what, seem what are the, they aren't perturbed in the slightest. What are the mes- metaphysical consequences of that? You know, of, of even if it's like, oh, we're breaking you down and rebuilding you somewhere else. I don't know where in the situation like that it doesn't kill something. Who but God? You know, <laughs> it just seems like pure hubris. We can't have that. I'm sure they came up with it in the show on the early days because it was really cheap. <laughs> An easy way to explain why they got around. Yeah, that does make it a lot easier to move the plot along. But yeah, makes, I just, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it makes more sense like Star Wars because Star Wars you go light speed, but light speed's only so fast. Or they go warp speed. What's the Star Wars thing? Light speed. Uh, they go light speed. Hyperspeed. It's light speed, right? It's like hyperspeed, light speed. It's one of those two. But it's like you can only go so, where's your teleporting. And like, well, yeah, you'll get there. But like Star Wars is always like, oh, we we zooped. We went as fast as light does and we got there in three seconds. But really, it would take like years and years, right? Star Wars does a really bad job of that kind of thing. And it's fine because it's just Star Wars. Like it's, it's a space opera thing. You know what I mean? But like space fantasy. Itself. Yeah. But like they, they can't inexplicably in Star Wars, they can communicate across like vast distances and then other times they just somehow can't and it's never explained like the whole way that like space and time works in star wars is like banana pants i i think what i realized too like i was never a star trek boy um i was always star wars boy and i think i realized why because star wars at least when i was a kid it was like you had the movies Mm -hmm. and you had star wars video games and that was really good for me personally. Whereas Star Trek, I don't know of any Star Trek video games and I'd be afraid to play one because I think it would be terrible. But it's like, you just have a lot of like really solid TV for like all these series throughout the year and like a lot of really good movies too. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like if you want volume of, and quality, you want your Star Trek. And it seems like if you want like little bites of fun, action-y, fantasy kind of stuff, Star Wars, plus you get the video games, which are real fun. So it seems like Star Wars is a little more fun-loving, and it seems like Star Trek is much more like heady and brainy and that kind of thing. Is that makes the, Star- Am I breaking down Star Wars and Star Trek? Yeah, sure. Well? I mean, whatever. It, it, Thank you. Star Trek. <laughs> I have seen two episodes, so I think I understand <laughs> it pretty thoroughly. Uh, Star Trek is like a um, naval. You know what I mean? So like when things yeah. happen, they happen like a Navy battle. Like it's all very maneuvering and it's like, it's like it's one is chat. And I noticed one... a lot of talking. It seems like yes. there was any real yes. action. It was like, let me talk and explain what's happening and why there's a problem. I was like, well, I'm just watching people explain like <laughs> yeah. just exposition. It's just exposition happening. Yeah. Um, I was reading a thing that, that like the original Star Trek was, and Aaron's right. It's based on submarine battles. Mm. where you can't really see what's going on and like the old submarine like movies or yeah so like the tension's there but it's not all action it's like interpersonal you know yeah that's based on how well you can see with your technology that's the other thing i noticed too is like star wars you got your lightsaber right you got a laser sword which when i was seven years old i was like this is the best idea anyone's ever had and so that's, that's what I invested in. Except for when you drop it, what happens is just um, keep going. 
But then, <laughs> yeah. But then I'm watching the Star Trek, and it's like phasers. And like, you know how guns are really cool? Yeah. Well, let's make them really lame. <laughs> like, and you, so you hold it out. You don't even hold it like a gun. You kind of hold it like a, where your belly is. And like, you a, like a PowerPoint clicker. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of like, you did it. You phased him. And it's like, it's my, my favorite is how they hold it on their belt buckle like a dad with their cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you all dads secretly are just walking around thinking that they've got a phaser and feeling pretty <laughs> cool about themselves. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Remember when we were doing questions? I, uh, <laughs> my question is, what alien race from Star Trek do you most identify with? I'm really um, excited for Cody's answer. <laughs> all right. So you know how in Star Trek The Next Generation... There is uh there's this really cool black guy and he's yeah. got he's got like an air filter over his eyes. <laughs> that's, that's that's me. Do you, that's do, what I, do you identify with that? Yeah, because the way I see it. <laughs> um, what, I just I was, what part of that do you identify with? I was with watching that? this with what a friend and they specific here. <laughs> We were trying to decide what the what the visor was, and we settled on air conditioner, like an air filter. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because there's He's so much. He's got hot the, eyes. <laughs> there's so much in the world. There's so much that I don't want to see, and I'm assuming the filter is so that he doesn't have to see everything. Is that right? We debated. We spent three minutes of the episode trying to figure out what it was, what it does. Is he Cyclops from X Men? <sighs> so Jordy, who's played by LeVar Burton, um is is blind. <laughs> okay. And that gives him a type of sight to see. Mm. It, not as interesting. It, it's not it? glass. It's not transparent. It's it's solid. What what's getting through there? What I will light? say that many women's hair barrettes were over my face as a youth. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing because <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. I used to uh, just take those big old hair things, like hair clip things. I don't, yeah, even know what like whatever the bow. They're like they're like rigid, rigid circle, like half moon crescent things. That, like a headband w- thing. Yeah, the, and I would I would wear those around the house and be Jordy LaForge. It's it has sensors, so mm. it gives him like sight. Uh, on of different things you know what i mean he doesn't have normal human sight because he lost his sight uh so but then nothing but the shoots tragedy, out of him. that no the tragedy is that it's pain it's extremely painful mm. so he's just constantly in pain it's in order to see yeah yeah. But like, there are blind people who get by just fine. There are blind people that are like really good with the echolocating. You there know, are they can blind make... people in the engineering of the Starship Enterprise, man. It's like know? Star Trek, especially Next Generation, is all about people who are driven. It's like the West Wing of sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> West Wing in space. <laughs> Which is pretty much both fantasy. But, <laughs> but it's this idea that these are people who really want to be there, that have done a lot to be there. And I don't remember if Jordy was born blind. I want to say he went blind. I think he became blind. Yeah. And his he, oh, oh, a phaser gazing <laughs> accident. Actually, it might <laughs> be for all I remember. Gazing. 
but he wanted to do engineering and I always liked Jordy because LeVar Burton was also on Reading Rainbow and I was in for that. And it was cool it's that like he a, was in both things. Yeah, it was a crossover event that just kept on going. And he had a great arc in uh, Community, in yeah, which he meets right. Troy. And Troy never wanted to meet him. He just wanted to have an autograph. Was <laughs> yeah. What about you, Andrew? What's What alien race from Star Trek do you most identify with? Um, mine is the Borg, because come on, I'm already almost there. <laughs> Technology <laughs> is such a huge part of my life that if I could start attaching it to my body, I probably would. <laughs> you just oh, want to have like memory slots and little. Yeah. Like, eyeballs. Oh, yeah it's like, Oh, you know what? Like um, my memory is like fading as I get older. I should really just put a new hard drive in. But I think, <laughs> but also like not the like collective stuff, even though like we're already kind of there, like the internet has kind of just said, this is it. And we all kind of believe what we want to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're already there. <laughs> cool. I, I and I think... get to sleep sitting, standing up. <laughs> oh, you know what I realized when I was watching this episode? What's that? Borg is short for cyborg. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a lazy name for a race. Like, so big news. Mm-hmm. I just learned that Borg is short for cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> And I have never in my entire life (laughs) of reading Star Trek books and reading encyclopedias and having a Deep Space Nine webpage. I had the first and greatest Deep Space Nine webpage. Wait, you saw it. You've seen it in writ, like on the page. (laughs) I just, I think because it came out when I was so young and it was so formative that I just thought of it as a name. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I was just mm. thinking about this because we all we have a me, me and Andrew have a mutual friend who works as a security guard. And I don't know if he does this for you, Andrew, but for me, sometimes during the day, he'll just send uh, pictures and the names of the people coming in and out of the station. Oh, no, he does Cause not. Because they, <laughs> they are he now it's OK because he's Native American and they're Native American. And so they have interesting names. And mm. I was thinking, what is it that makes the names interesting? Because it's like, it's like Zedekiah many corns. Like, and at, on the front of it, you're like, that's an interesting name. But then you realize that's how English names work. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> a thing. But it's just mm. been a thing so long that we stopped thinking about it that way. Like, Taylor is just a guy who does clothes. It's the same thing. We don't think, well, that's weird. Is that guy into fashion? I mean... It's just so, yeah, I just Borg has been the thing so long that I never thought that it's now, I, I else. don't remember. Do the board call themselves the Borg or did like the yeah, Starfleet name, name themselves the Borg? Yeah, because I think they mention like when they Borgify spiller alerts mm-hmm. for a show that came out 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> when they Borgify Jean-Luc Picard, they're like, he has become like part of the Borg. I'm pretty sure they, like when he's Borg, he says like he has become part of Borg. He's like, "Oi, I've been Borg, didn't it?" <laughs> imagine, imagine Star Trek, but it's all like chavs. It's all like super British like class <laughs> accents. That'd be good. Uh, my answer 
is that I would be one of those people in the low cut uh, purple dresses. Uh, <laughs> oh, would, like the telepath be, ones. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, I'd be a beta zoid. Um, I was thinking back about uh, a formative time in my life, which was freshman year of high school, because I went from being homeschooled to going to public school. And we weren't like those public school kids who like didn't have any social contact and were like, you know, wearing like pioneer dresses and, and overalls, you know, like three piece suits and went into school. It was like, I do not know how to socialize. Like I thought we were, you know, as normal as I am, you know, <laughs> like it wasn't, we weren't like completely outside, but I think the thing that I couldn't handle was the bandwidth of all of the emotions of all of these individual teenagers crammed together into a prison like complex, you know, like there's just not enough space between us. Like there's nowhere for me to go. I'm just trapped in a room with like 30 hormonal teenagers, all with like insane thoughts and feelings and, and emotions happening. And I've always been someone who's like very empathic. So like mm -hmm. I pick up on nervousness and things like that in other people. And I can like kind of like read their emotional state. And it's really uncomfortable when there's like multiply that by 30. Mm. It's just too much. I, I It's like I, I don't have the bandwidth to process it all. So I was thinking about that and I was like, you know what? I'd probably be a beta zoid because I'm a pretty em empathic person. Um, and I like low cut dresses. <laughs> Wearing and seeing. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, I want to know what role would you play on the Starship Enterprise? I think part of me, like everyone's like, oh, I'm going to be the captain. But no, I'll probably, I'd probably be an engineer first to die. Um, just, just because I feel like the Enterprise goes through so many crew members. I don't know how they have anyone left at the end. <laughs> it's just so many. Yeah, there's a lot of people on there. And it's you a, never quite even see most of the ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know there's a lot more than you're seeing. Do you think they have like a mall on the ship? Or is it just all hallways? Uh, yeah, you <laughs> know if they've got a Wetzel's Pretzels? Because I guarantee they do. Orange Julius? Well, I think it's mostly holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> For reasons. For reasons. <laughs> when they're like designing it. Well, what do you want? Well, I mean, we need like 15 holodecks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... No, but I just imagine like, you know, everyone's like, oh, I want to be like on the bridge or be a captain or something like that. But I'm not in the bridge in my life. So why should I assume that I would be in Star Trek world? I'd probably oh. be at home <laughs> watching Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so pragmatic and reasonable with your fantasies. It's. Depressing. Isn't it sad? <laughs> it's the nihilism in me. Well, I think the thing about it that I like the most is it makes really good radio. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I really thought a lot about the question. I'm like, I really thought like so long. I'm like, oh, what role would I have play on Starship Enterprise? Um, I don't know. You could have just picked anything. Pro programming holodeck things. I don't Holod holodeck janitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got to be some sort of punishment, right? 
Well, I mean, you know, the thing about Star Trek that's interesting is there's like space communism, right? Because there's like food replicators. There's no such thing as like material want and they don't seem to have money in the in the Confederation, you know? Right. Uh, so it's it's like people are only doing things out of the sheer desire to do them, you know, like it's all about these like higher aspirational things. And you think about that and you're thinking, but they still need holodeck janitors so there's some guy who's like this is what i want in life this is what brings me joy right i want to be a holodeck janitor just squeegeeing and wiping and sanitizing all day long <laughs> i, I imagine notice... yeah go ahead sorry i was just saying, i did notice like a disturbing lack of robots like it seemed like data was a robot he is. Yeah. And his skin, his skin color is unsettled. Why would they do that? <laughs> like, if he's supposed to be there to help you, I don't. It was bad. Well, I mean, it's that's how terrible you, you greenish. Wanna... He looks like a zombie. <laughs> yeah, but you want to distinguish. That's that's you know, you don't want him to be mistaken for an actual person. You know? And, like and it's not runner, like but... people haven't come up with their own holodeck programs with data before. Um, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> just don't go on the internet is what i'm saying uh, <laughs> tumblr.com here i am <laughs> you're telling me in a world where we have a robot that can do like advanced calculations and help you in like really important decision making we don't have a robot like and he can walk around he's fully like he's an android like we don't have a robot to clean the holodeck the problem is there's only two of him well one so there was two spoiler alert so, <laughs> for a 30 year old show yeah he's an aberration what yeah there's not like a bunch of datas he's an aberration like a abomination like a bad he's, thing no he's just like a, a soul creation of a of a mad scientist oh like um like in frankenstein uh alien i've never seen that oh, oh yeah like prometheus <laughs> Aaron, yeah, yeah. Prometheus, Prometheus, aka Frankenstein. Go watch, go watch Prometheus. I think I know what the next episode is going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. Look, Cody, you're not turning this into a movie podcast. Yeah, <laughs> slowly changes to be a movie podcast. Uh, My answer is, uh, I would be a cook. Oh, because oh. that seems. Oh, wasn't there a cook How on Voyager? You. There was a cook on Voyager. He was a great character. Yeah, you're, you're actually stealing the answer I wanted to give. Oh, no. That's okay. Uh, tell me more about that really awesome answer you came up with. Well, uh, Neelix was the cooker uh, guy, the cook guy on uh, Star Trek Voyager. And he he has some interesting cool. makeup. Yeah. Um,. I just, well, cause I, it's that whole thing about like, well, what would I do if I could do it? And I didn't have to worry about, uh, paying my bills and like, I could just do it for the joy of doing it. Oh, I should change my answer, but keep and going. That's, that's why I was like, <laughs> I would love, I would love to just be able to cook things for people. Like that would be fun. It, the, the thing that about cooking that makes it not fun is the whole money and crazy pressure of it all. You know what I mean? So if I could just do it as like a, this is, this is, I'm following my bliss. Oh, so heck yeah, so they have, Imagine all the space ingredients. 
Right. So, so is it like if you make a really good dish, then it's like, okay, well now we've got that in the books and we can replicate that whenever we need it. And so it's like, you just get to be experiment cooking and trying to find like new, is that kind of the idea? That's what I was thinking, but I'm not quite sure how, how it all works. Yeah, because they have a cook, but I, from what I understand, like the replicator can only use so many times because they have like bricks of matter they they use replicate replicator juice matter it's a yeah it's just like yeah like matter so they can only do it so many times it's got like jewel pods for (laughs) 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 so so i I would like to think now obviously i don't know there's any way we tell but that replicated food is good but not as good as it was non-replicated do you think that's true I don't think it's true. I just think the recipe, you know what I mean? Well, right. no, I think it's certainly true. If you think about the secret ingredient, which is love, you <laughs> can apply that into your into your yellow curry, you know? Yeah, I don't think. Oh, man, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I just like to, I just think that you would be on the front lines because you're going boldly going where no man has gone before so you're like constantly running into new ingredients alien foods and dishes uh-huh. it just i mean and and there's not really that much pressure because if you don't do a good job there's still a, everyone's going to be fine they're going to be able to eat you know what i mean like it's not like it's not like i am the chuck master on a wagon train <laughs> where it's like life or death and i've got to make like hard tack and chili go you know feed like mm-hmm. people for four months in the winter you know it, it just seems like a good setup that's all yeah yeah i agree with you so much so that what's your answer <laughs> um i actually have a better answer than that now that i've thought well, about it well i want to we'll be let the listener uh, be the judge i want to be a space lounge singer um uh, like you know they get bored and you know there's only so many like the hollow deck there has there's cleaning breaks that have to occur and when the hollow deck is being scrubbed what do you do for entertainment well you go to the lounge you get a drink from we'll keep goldberg and you listen to some smooth crooning from me space lounge singer and basically <laughs> what i would sing i would sing exclusively space theme song i.e space oddity by david bowie and uh, not much else because it doesn't get better than that but i might <laughs> throw in some tom jones there if i get bored you know i just want to be what space about, tom jones i want to croon I what about croon rocket covers. man yeah what about oh what about, i gotta uh, do <laughs> what about supermassive black hole by muse uh, oh i would croon the heck out of <laughs> supermassive black hole <laughs> what, what about across universe by the beatles <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure these are all feasible. Have you seen the video Inter- of that guy? Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Oh. I want to hear the lounge version of that. <laughs> intergalactic planetary planetary intergalactic. <laughs> so you got the Kinks supersonic rocket ship? Mm-hmm. It just, the list goes on and on. The entertainment Mr. Spaceman by the Birds is delightful. Mm-hmm. Or Spaceman by the Killers. <laughs> there's a lot of space songs guys yeah, there are. <laughs> space cowboy <laughs> it just it seems like a good gig i feel like you'd have to work maybe two two or three hours a day you would spend right. a lot of time with Whoopi goldberg uh she's she's into john luke picard so no romance evolves there but um you know that's okay you come to terms with it 
Uh, it seems like a decent gig. I don't know. It, like, it's kind of along the lines of your answer, Aaron, because if I'm going to be hurling through space, uh, I'm not probably going to be the captain of the guy firing the gun, but I, I'd sure love to lend a hand somehow. Yeah. That's I imagine they go sense. into space because there's nothing to do on Earth. I don't know. I guess there's some stuff. I don't know. I feel like one thing I always wished in Star Trek is that we could see more about what people are doing on Earth. I want to see like an episode of Star Trek where they beam down someone. They're like, oh, this is really cool. Everyone get in for a get in for a selfie, <laughs> like a little <laughs> space selfie. You know, they never take pictures, do they? Yeah. Nothing yeah. I can think of. Where's all the pictures there? I mean, they have pictures. They have a lot of showing them having pictures. Maybe just taking pictures isn't very interesting to watch in a show that's about them talking. I have a I have a question. Yeah. About Star Trek, and I need your help. This is the yeah. time to ask them. So, yeah. you know, Ricker? Mm-hmm. He's like the right-hand man, the number, the cadet, what's he called? <laughs> number skipper? one. Number one. <laughs> yeah, the skipper. Um, <laughs> so... He's wearing a girdle, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at his posture. I'm observing his torso, a lot of torso acting. He's wearing a girdle, right? I Am don't I know. I'm Googling furiously. <laughs> I, I just, I look at the way he stands. I look at his, the tubular shape of his chest. And it's too, I, it's too much. It's not, something's off about it. And I don't want to girdle shame anyone. Like, that's fine. I just want to know. I just want to know. I just feel like uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe the thing is that he's ahead of his time and he's putting uh, putting the space the space and space. I don't know. I was going somewhere space with that. Space. Yeah. I, I guess the guy that does play a Riker. Is a very accomplished director now. Yeah, he directs yeah. a lot of Star Trek. No, he does a lot of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like besides Star Trek. Like the Orville? Yes, he does the Orville. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that weird? I guess he also directed a couple episodes of Picard. And he's also in it. I'm excited for that show. Which is know. coming out in times. I, I I mean, I just feel like I don't really care about his undergarments, and that's between him and his maker. Ooh, that's another AKA question. AKA Gene Roddenberry. What do we think space undergarments look like? Mm. I, I don't I think you I think everyone's just free balling, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they've real they, they've just realized like one layer is enough, you know, just do the layer right. Oh, I don't know though. That doesn't. Wait, explain you're telling me the man in the space skirt is not wearing? <laughs> no, that's the whole bonus of the skirt. It's not a very long skirt, and he's sitting in the same chair I'm sitting in, and I just worry what's going to be making contact with what. I'm you no. Know, I'm wearing. I'm wearing a, a night shirt that's you know a little bit longer, maybe down to my knee. The way I'm sitting right now. Yeah, that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the holodeck. <laughs> oh no, I did it again. Uh. Every show. <laughs> They're labeled wrong is the problem. I need to relabel them. 
thanks for listening. <laughs> Remember, your ratings fuel us, so please rate and share this show wherever you listen to it. You can subscribe to get new episodes the moment they're released by going to 3g3q.co slash subscribe. We want to give a big thank you to our supporters on Patreon.com. Uh, go join them. We're probably not going to give away any other things that are cool because we just decided we're too lazy as of this episode. So uh, we'll just give away extra content. But um, yeah, we're not we're not doing haikus or anything like that. We're, we've just come to the realization that we're not going to do that. And you know what? I know that you guys don't want to. So <laughs> transaction is pretty straightforward. You get pre-released things, unreleased episodes, pre-show talking. Like, for instance, uh, before this show, we had some rousing discussion of 9-11. Stamps. Choo-choo trains. And choo-choo trains that led right back into death. So, <laughs> fun times were had by all. Uh while you're at it, be sure to check out the other shows on goodstuff.fm, our podcast home. We'd also love to hear from you. So where can people get a hold of you guys? Um, I'm on Twitter at A underscore Sav. I'm Say also hi. on uh go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on Twitter at opinion havers. I'm on Ello.com. <laughs> Which, for some inexplicable reason, I'm still getting notifications for <laughs> for our podcast account on there. So, you know, get on there, I guess. And I'm also on Twitter.com at Aaron L.M. Goodwin, posting some real hot takes. Um, other than that, I want you to remember, wipe down the holodeck after your session, please. I also <laughs> want you to remember to cool your eyes with space visors i also want you to remember to girdle your loins when donning a space skirt i want you to remember to question everything oh no i did it again i did it again i didn't i forgot i don't i gotta tell craig to leave we're still recording right now oh, is no. there anything extra you guys wanted to add oh i have so much to say so here's the thing captain kirk <laughs> i never understood